What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay, and on the other side is, again, the lovely voice of the Murray High Tigers. <laughs> Jeremy, how's it going? Oh, it's great, John. It's great. Beautiful day. How's it with you? It's pretty good. It looks kind of cloudy, but, you know, I'm blind, so what do I know? Well, you know, um, you just never know with you. It, it could be sunny or cloudy, either one, right? I mean, I mean you don't know, so- right? Body, but I haven't been outside since 4.30 this morning, or 5.30 this morning. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh, it's it's beautiful here. going to be, I think, a beautiful day, but I believe rain's uh, coming here, too. So, uh, I think uh, I don't think it really matters, John. It's, it's going to rain, regardless of whether you can see or not. So, very true, very true. Hopefully, it doesn't affect yeah. football tonight. That's all I'm worried about. Uh, no, I think everything's good for tonight, as far as the game goes, but tomorrow... Uh, Murray State's home openers on Saturday, uh, Saturday. I think that's probably gonna uh, there may be just an effect there as well. So, uh, but you know the good thing they play on turf, so you don't mess up a field. <laughs> so, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So getting into Braves, the Braves are coming off a two-game sweep. They've they're on a seven-game winning streak. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 good stuff. Um, you know, we entered uh, entered Monday's play. We talked about this Tuesday. You know, we entered Monday's play a game out. Uh, the Mets did not play on Monday because they got rained out. Uh, so, uh, in case you're looking at the grand scheme of things and thinking, "Oh man, the doubleheader that just killed us," you know that that took away um, took away our chance to stay in first place or something. Well, no, it would we would have been a half a game out anyway to begin with. Because if the Mets lost on Tuesday, what would have been Monday, you know, then we didn't play. So that's a half a game there since we didn't play. Uh, and then, you know, the Mets won the two games. So, and we won the two games. So guess what? Half a game. So, so we entered tonight's play or Friday night's play up in uh, Seattle, a half a game out. You know, we had first place for just a shade. But then again, you know, we still put the pressure on. And, you know, fortunately, the, you know, Mets are playing the Pirates and we were playing the A's that, Probably two of the worst teams, although the Nationals uh, have been the team that's already been eliminated from the playoffs a long time ago. So, um, you know, it, it's still it's still good. And uh, half a game, I'll take a half a game. But this is going to be a tough series. The Giants, uh, the Giants after this, going to be a tough series as well because they seem to be playing better baseball. And then, you know, we're going to jump back into the thick of the, the East race next weekend. Uh, we're going to go Phillies, Braves. Uh, Phillies, Nationals, um, and then uh, then Phillies, uh, Nationals, and then Mets. So, I mean, we're going to jump right in it and keep playing uh, all of our uh, Eastern Division foes until the end of the year. So, we just have this little series with the Mariners and the Giants, and then uh, back home uh, with the uh, Phillies and the Nationals and uh, the Mets and the Marlins. Well, I know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Mets had the Marlins right this week, too. This yes. Week. Yes, they do. They have the Marlins, and uh, hopefully uh, they can at least uh, uh, put up a fight. Uh, it would be nice to be able to, uh, you know, pick up as much. Because here's the thing, you know, being that half game out, uh, you know, Mets lose, and we take over first place right. to ourselves, and we win. Uh, so that's the that's the fun part about it. But, um, um, you know, we, we just need to – um, you know, be, you know, take care of ourselves. And like, I know we're on a seven game winning streak. I know we're going to lose the game. I get that. But, you know, your hope is you lose on a night that the Mets lose. Right. Uh, and, and keep it the way it is. And, uh, but, uh, you know, again, it's Mariner series is not going to be an, an easy thing. They're, they're fighting for their playoff rights too, as well. That's a very close wildcard matchup, uh, in, in there. So they're, they're trying to get back to the playoffs someplace they haven't been, in an eternity, I think, um, may have one of the longer playoff droughts. So, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a tough series. For some reason, I want to say 2001 was the last time the Mariners got to the playoffs. But I'm well, not... you know, when um, when Lou Pinella was managing the Mariners and they had, you know, guys like uh, Randy Johnson, they had guys like Jay Buhner and Ken Griffey Jr. and, mm. and those guys – you know, they were really good back in the day. Um, they, uh, you know, they were one of the teams that won, uh, what, 115-plus games, but then didn't make it 
yeah. uh, didn't make it past the first round of the playoffs. So, so yeah. Go with me for a second here. Um, yes. Old Man of the Sea. Did you read that? Did you ever read that book? Uh, which one? Old Man of the Sea. I never did. I, I, I struggle reading, John. <laughs> oh, I did too. Anything. I did too. <laughs> yeah. So, I believe it was a marlin that he caught in the ocean that he struggled with. Gotcha. So I'm hoping that the Mets are like the old man of the sea and struggle with the Marlins this weekend. Well, I hope, you know, uh, somebody's going to have to run into some kind of hiccup. And I don't like the fact that we, we get stuck out on the West Coast, uh, you know, this late in the year uh, playing. Um, you know, I, I don't like it, too, as well, that, you know, the game's at 8 o'clock and, and, and it's late night and, and you know, I, I'm old, you know, I, I, I like to go to bed and, and, uh, you know, get sleep. So, um, you know, I, I want to be able to watch all the game and, and tonight, you know, with football and stuff, I'll, I won't get home. I'll probably knowing, knowing me, I'll probably see the whole game tonight because usually when I get home from a football game, I'm still kind of amped up and, oh yeah and, uh, so I don't normally get to sleep, uh, you know, at a reasonable hour. So, uh, so I probably won't, well, I'll probably – I may get to watch the whole game tonight. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, I like it when we're back in the normal time zone. Uh, and, you know, uh, and, and, and we've still got this giant series to go. And, and um, we're going to have another afternoon Wednesday game uh, next week, which I'm not a huge fan of, as, as you and I were texting on Wednesday. Although, when we get to talking about that, we're going to find that we – you know, win the game on Wednesday, which is great. But, yeah. you know, we haven't, we haven't performed well. Although, I think, if I recall, in, in the, the, the Wednesday day games, uh, or at least the day games, uh, you know, we've won five out of the last six. Uh, but we weren't very good in the beginning. Uh, so, I, 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 that's good. But uh, I, I need to keep – we need to keep going. We need to keep that winning, winning thing going. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Uh, Let's take a look at the standings as they are right now. Um, I know for the Eastern Division and the National League, the Mets are a half game up on the Braves, and the Phillies yep. are like nine back, eight back, something like that, ten back. Actually, they're eleven and a half back, John. Oof. So they are they are a long way back. They're you know they they've gone and the reason they they and you're right they had been nine and eight and nine, but they've been on a three. Their last ten games are three and seven. Uh, so. Not a good stretch. The Braves were seven and three in their last ten. The Mets have been five and five. That's why we've kind of kind of been getting closer. So, so yeah, eleven and a half back. What does the Central look like? Central is uh, the Cards. They are eight games up. Can you believe that? Where they were uh, a month ago, uh, they were five games out. I think you know they were looking for that third wild card spot. They were going to be that third team, and it looked like that they were going to battle it out. Uh, you know, it was going to be the Braves, the Padres, Phillies, Cardinals. And the, the Cardinals weren't even in that spot. You know, they were a couple of games out of the wild card. And the Phillies were, were, were seemingly kind of on an upward trend, uh, maybe even taking over that second place from the, from the Padres. But uh, the Cardinals have had a resurgence. Uh, they're now 81 and 57, which is, you know, which is good. You look at the Braves. The Braves are 86 and 51. So, wow. you know, not only you have if, and the Phillies are 87 and 51. So you not only, here's, here's the predicament that you have. Now, you know, you look at the West and the Dodgers are 94 and 42. So, I mean, they're going to go on, it looks like, to be uh, the top spot in the, the division anyway. So they're going to get that number one spot. But the race now you know, now you've got the Cardinals who have entered this race with, I never thought they'd even have a chance at, at getting anywhere close to what the Braves or Mets are doing. So now if you look at that, that's a second place battle right there. Mm-hmm. And if that, what that means is second place in the, in, in the divisions, which if you, you're ranking them out, your third place team comes out having to play that opening series right. uh, against the, the bottom wild card team. Uh, so you know, right now it's the Cardinals that, that's in that ranking of third place. And you've got, you know, the Dodgers, the Mets, Mets, Braves slash because that's so close. And then the Cardinals. But five games is all it separates. Six games if you count what the Mets have. 
so six games, that's it. You know, and the Cardinals have been on such a roll lately that they lost yesterday, by the way. Uh, so they lost Thursday to the Nats. But uh, they've been on such a roll that, uh, I mean, they eight games on the Brewers, and the Brewers just kind of falling off. Uh, they are really struggling right now. Well, I know Christian Yellich for the uh, Brewers did a 599-foot home run the other day. Mm. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he uh, he hit the ball. I think it's still going. Um, I don't think it's come down yet. Uh, you know, it's good to see Yelich get back going. I really like Christian Yelich. You know, he just really struggled uh, these last couple of years and hasn't hasn't played like he did. Uh, you know, the caliber of years he you know, had with the Marlins, and then he that when he first came over to the Brewers, uh, I really liked him, but he has struggled the last few years. He got hurt a couple of years ago, and yes. I don't think he's ever been right since. Uh, no, he has not uh, ever been right since. So, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, he's, he's just been, he's on the struggle bus uh, right now. So, uh, you know, in case you're wondering, you know, of course, the Western Division, well, I didn't say to the Dodgers, but, but the wild card right now is the Braves, and they are well in control of that number one spot. Uh, if that continues that way, if it's the Mets, they're still in control. Then it's the Padres, they're second, and then the Phillies. And those two are separated by a game. Uh, so, although, actually, let's make that a half a game uh, because uh, they're even in the in the loss column. Uh, so, they're separated by half a game of who's second or who's third. Mm-hmm. Now, does it matter? It's six and one half dozen the other because one team's going to play either the Braves or the Mets. One team's going to play the Cardinals. Uh, right. So, you know, who do you want to play? That's, that's all in it. So, somebody's still going to be playing. But uh, that's kind of the battle. And nobody else really any, any close to Brewers. Uh, it, it, well, the Brewers are two or three games. They're three games out, uh, two and a half games out. So, I mean, they're at least close. But that's it right now. Nothing else. Nobody else. Um, let's look at the American League. The Yankees are – they're only like four and a half games up, right? Four, five. Yeah, you know, four and a half. You know, what they were as opposed to, you know, where they are now as far as what they were – they have really been on the struggle bus. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they let the Rays come right back in it. To, you know, they were, they were dominating. Uh, but now the Rays have all of a sudden caught fire. Uh, the Orioles have struggled, which I've been disappointed about because I, I thought they had a real shot at, at uh, you know, uh, being, being that, in that wild card position. Um, and trust me, they're, they're close if it wasn't for the Mariners. You know, uh, you know the, the the Orioles would be right there, but but the Yankees are four and a half up in the East. Uh, the Guardians are one and a half up on the Central over the Twins and the White Sox, and then in the West it's all Astros. Eleven games up on the Mariners, uh, but when you look at the wild card spot, the Rays and the Mariners are right there. Although the Rays um, are the Mariners have two more losses than the Rays, but they're tied one two. And then the Blue Jays. Uh, and then the Orioles are four games back of the Blue Jays, four and a half. Uh, so for that third wild card spot. But that's a good battle going on, too. Uh, yeah. And then you, you throw, you know, somebody gets hot. You know, like the Twins or the White Sox get hot. And somebody could overtake either the Guardians, which I still want to call the Indians. Yes, I do, too. The Guardians, who have, they're three and seven in their last, uh, ten games. Twins are four and six in their last ten games, but the White Sox are seven and three, so they've made up a lot of ground uh, in in this last little bit. So they stay hot. Uh, you know they could they could come. What what's interesting is the White Sox right now have seventy wins, but they have sixty eight losses. The Guardians have seventy wins. They only have sixty five losses. So that's where your difference is, and that's why they continue to hold that game and a half lead. Uh, but the White Sox are right there in the win column to be able to take over the Guardians. And if the Guardians fall out of out of anybody in the Central, Central's gonna. If you want to make the playoffs, you're gonna have to win the division mm-hmm. uh, because right now it's clear cut. Uh, you know, Blue Jays, Rays, uh, and Mariners for that wild card. So you're gonna have to win the division. That's kind of like what goes on. You know, in the in the Central. Uh, you're going to have to win the division probably to make the playoffs in the National League. So. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, 
So let's go ahead and recap the last two games of the Braves. Uh, the Braves had Spencer Strike or uh, Kyle Wright go on uh, Tuesday evening uh, yeah. versus uh, Cole Irvin, and yeah. uh, well, neither of these pitchers got the win because it was a ten-nine victory. Yeah, yeah, and you know Kyle Wright struggled. I, I, I didn't. I, I, I don't know. I was, I, I was disappointed. I guess um, he just didn't look like himself. I thought. Maybe he might get through five innings, uh, and we still have a lead, so maybe he would get the win. And then after that, you know, you'd, you'd figure it out, you know, who was going to finish up. But he got, uh, you know, he struggled in the fourth and gave up eight earned runs. But here's what I have to say. If you're going to do it, do it now. Yep. Don't do it during the playoffs. Right. Do it now. If you're going to struggle, and that's, you know, honestly, in all honesty, that is probably the first game that he really has shown those signs of struggle yep uh he's usually been able to get the five uh but every major league pitcher goes through it you can ask anybody anywhere anytime you know everybody's going to go through those struggles where they're only going to get three four innings that's it might even have to be pulled after two because they've struggled you know but uh you know again i still think you know he is uh he has still had a great year uh, and but he gave up five hits. Uh, I think he even hit a couple of batters too, if I recall. I think um, eight earned runs, three walks, and four strikeouts. So, uh, you know, he was headed to five. He was going to pitch five innings. That was, you know, he came. He did come in in the fifth. He just didn't get out of the fifth. And then Dylan Lee himself came in and struggled and didn't get out of the fifth as well. And so they had to bring in Jesse Chavez. And Chavez shut him down, pitched an inning and a third, finished it out. Uh, then Iglesias, Mentor, and Jansen uh, finished up, and uh, Jansen got two strikeouts in the in the ninth inning and and uh, finished the game. But it was a slugfest, uh, and that was that was helpful. Uh, everybody, you know, getting in on the hit parade. Uh, Von Grissom with four hits, um, and it was funny because my son, we both love Star Wars, so. Uh, he sends me this uh, picture of something, uh, and it's um, something about uh, who do we trust. And it, it's a picture of uh, Von Grissom coming out of a spaceship with uh, the, uh, the the thing that Obi-Wan wears, and it was Obi-Vaughn is who it was. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so it was kind of funny. And, and if you look, that's, you know, he's the one that got us on the board on Wednesday as well with the home run, but four for five. So he continues, you know, the hit parade. He had a couple of RBIs, a, a run as well. But but everybody getting in on the hit parade, which helped. Even Marcelo Zuna had a couple of hits, a couple of big RBIs there uh, as well. And and uh, so uh, everybody everybody getting in. But uh, but Kyle Wright struggling. That that was a concern. Uh, just the control didn't seem. Uh, as crisp and clean, and he was just missing all over the place. And, you know, I, my understanding, too, it was a hot night uh, mm-hmm. in Oakland. Uh, so that – but but then you pitch in Atlanta, um, and, and that's – but I, I noticed Strider being the same way um, on – I actually got a chance to – I was off and on watching, watching and listening. So uh, Strider, same way on Wednesday. Uh, first – you know, first inning he throws – uh, what seemed like 300 pitches, but he threw like 35 pitches in the first inning. And right. so when they came off, they had a report talking about how he was kind of rubbing his fingers, you know, um, you know, and, and, and may have been even feeling some of the effects of that hotness, uh, what California has been experiencing that heat wave and may have been even experiencing some of that uh, himself. And then he settled down uh, and we'll talk about that. So that even that was in a report. So maybe something up, with not being able to grip the baseball, uh, you know, because that will have an effect, you know, something like that. So, but, but if you're going to struggle, I'd rather him do it now, and that's okay. Uh, that's one game out of the way, one game in the books, uh, and that's probably if that's a game you got to look back on because he's pitched really well of late. He was probably due to have that one game. Do it now. Let's finish up the season with no more of those. Well, luckily Cole, Cole Irvin was struggling too because he kept he kept the Braves in the game, and so. Yeah, he kept throwing. He kept throwing us softballs uh, or beach balls. I'm not sure what. Uh, so he as well was struggling, and that, and that certainly helped things out because we continued to score runs. But it's funny. It's like 
okay, first team to 10 wins, you know, and, and we got to 10 pretty quickly, and then they only got to nine, and after that, it's like, eh, no more, you know. So, because I think it was after, you know, the fifth inning, nobody else, after the fifth, nobody scored any runs. Right. Um, and so, it's like, let's get there, let's get to 10 really fast, we're done. Okay, the 10's going to win it, you know. So, anyway, it was just funny, just funny. So, if you had to pick a offensive player of the game, who would oh. Oh, it'll be Vaughn Grissom. Uh, he just continues to hit the ball. I mean, continues to just do great things. Michael Harris, too, hitting against lefties. Uh, I mean, just the approach uh, that he has, I think, is good. But I, I'd definitely go with Vaughn Grissom. You know, Austin, uh, I should say, Matt Olson hit that towering home run uh, as, as they welcomed him back to Oakland, and he hit the straightaway center home run. That was huge. But Vaughn Grissom, definitely. Um, I agree. Um, so moving on to Wednesday afternoon, uh, three thirty-seven Eastern start. Yeah, Braves have Spencer Strider on the mound, and they end up winning seven to three. Spencer Strider gives up two runs in the first inning, and then nothing for the rest. Yeah, he was. I don't know. He um, he just didn't look like himself. You know, they were. Uh, he he was running deep counts, going three two. Um, and again, <clears throat> Kelly Crow had that. On the the on TV, she had a report about him coming in, looking at his fingers, you know, really just trying to struggle with the grip. But after he threw those 35 pitches in the first inning, John, um, he settled down. And I mean, it was it was Katie bar the door, get out of my way, I'm gonna strike you out. You're not gonna get on. I don't care. I don't like you anymore. Uh, you ugly, you know, green whatever uniforms. Uh, I don't like them. I'm just going to go ahead and strike you out. He gets nine strikeouts, and he goes six innings. And if you'd have told me after that first inning he threw 35 pitches, he would even go five innings, I would have said no way. He went six innings. So if you look, he throws, you know, in the grand scheme of things, he probably could have gone seven, maybe even eight, if he hadn't have thrown 35 pitches in the first inning. Right. Uh, you know, he was on pace for about 10 or 11, 12 pitches an inning after that. And so if you look at that, he throws 21, 22 extra pitches in that first inning. Uh, so that's two more innings. He could have gone eight innings, and he might have gotten up there in strikeouts. But, you know, the guy's averaging almost nine strikeouts a game anyway, and he was fantastic after that. Uh, you know, you could he could have eventually gone out and just, you know, kind of struggled himself. But uh, he was like, huh-uh. And just get out of my way. And they didn't give him any runs. You know, they were already struggling. Vaughn Grissom finally gave them the two runs to tie the game in the fifth, then got a run in the sixth, and then got four in the seventh. I mean, they were just on fire in that seventh inning. Uh, you know, the A's end up getting one back in the eighth. But, uh, you know, the bullpen, you know, bullpen was good with McHugh, Matic, and Iglesias to come in to finish it up. So, um, you know, Strider, again, uh, just solidifying <laughs> – what we know has been a great year for him, uh, and it was a, just a fantastic game. And, again, he threw 30 – I think it was 36 pitches in the first inning. He threw 36 pitches in the first inning, okay, 36. So, just remember that because, I, again, he goes six innings. Never would have thought that. Never. So, there was 2 nothing until Vaughn Grissom had a two-run shot, and then the next inning, Dansby had a, a solo shot, and then the runs kept yeah. working. Yeah, you know, how quickly the offense got going because I was texting you during that time, and and I was thinking, man, I hate day games. You know, we really were struggling. We hit the ball in the air. I used to tell my I used to tell my kids, you know, they were young, really young. You know, you hit fly balls when you're, you know, eight, seven, eight, nine years old, and a lot of times they don't catch them. And I used to tell my, you know, they used to be happy. I hit a fly ball, I got a hit. And I'm like, well, you know what? Uh, in a couple of years, those are going to be out. Okay, so – and that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, we keep hitting these fly balls and fly balls and fly balls, and then home run. And they were just talking about Vaughn Grissom, how, how well he has used the field. You know, uh, hitting the ball to the uh, right side so well. Same way with, uh, you know, Michael Harris, how they talk about how well he uses the field enough that they don't have to worry about playing. They can't hardly play the shift on him. Um, because he just hits the ball wherever. And I watched him, I believe it was either, um, I think it was, uh, it was either one of the games 
against the A's, and he got a pitch outside, and he just, boom, slapped it the other way and said, ha-ha, I got a hit. And and that's, I mean, that's that's the way they've been doing. So, you know, Vaughn Grissom hitting the ball the other way uh, is – is what it's been all year. Austin Riley, that's why his average has been so good. Uh, even Dansby, that's why his average has been so good. Is because he was – they have been hitting the ball the other way. So, uh, But everybody got in on the hit parade except Austin Riley and Matt Olson. Yep. They were – you know, Riley was 0 for 4, Olson was 0 for 5. But what does that tell you? What does that show you? When those guys don't get any hits, but everybody else gets hit. Right. I mean, what what does that show you in terms of you know the Braves' offense has been really really clicking and really good. You don't need Austin Riley or Matt Olson. You just need those guys to play defense. You don't need them to get big hits. Right. Everybody else can do it around you. Yep. Um. So would you? Who would you say the player of the game was? Would it be Strider or uh, sorry? Would it be Von Grissom? I, I. You know, I, I I love Spencer Strider, man. That's that's where I would go. You know, I could go Vaughn Grissom, but, but um, you know, from what I saw from Spencer Strider, and he, he just looked so um, unfazed by anything. I, I did watch him one time. It was funny, <clears throat> you know, because, uh, you know, there's been all this talk about, you know, robot umps, and, you know, we're going to have – there's going to be changes next year coming, uh, you know, pitch clock. Um, they're, you know, a, a pitcher throwing over to first base. Uh, the number of times that he can, you know, potentially do that. Uh, then you got, um, you know, all this time thing. They're trying to speed up the game and speed up the game and speed up the game. Um, and so then you got Spencer Strider who comes out and has absolutely no problems speeding up his game. He's already fast enough as it is. Mm-hmm. But I was watching this, you know, as the umpire, and some of the calls that the Braves were getting, and look, it's, it, it's nothing, you know, what you're watching at home – or, or seeing or, or hearing, you, you're not getting the right angle on the ball anyway. You know, they show that box up there, which you can't see anyway, John. Uh, but they put that box up there where the strike zone is. Well, that's looking off at an angle, so you don't really know where it's coming in at. So a couple of uh, pitches were inside from what I thought. And and so, um, you know, I, I saw one, Strider through one, and it was right on the inside part of, of um, uh, the left-handed batter. Mm-hmm. And, and and he didn't call it. And you could tell he just kind of had that leg kick and he came down and he turned around and it was like the camera just right on him. He's like, gosh, I can't believe I didn't get that call. You know, that's stupid. But, and he turned he turned around. He didn't say anything. He kind of had that look. He didn't show it to the umpire. He turned back around, got the ball, stepped on the mound and threw a strike. You know, I mean, that's – and that's what you do. I told my kid all the time as a um, as a player – as a pitcher, you don't ever want to let the ump know that you're mad that he didn't make the call. And I said, you know, put your glove up to your face. I said, if you put your glove up to your face, I said, then I can't tell whether you're smiling, laughing, mad, or whatever. Right. So don't ever show up the ump because then, you know, you won't get those calls. Uh, so he just kind of swung around, kind of had that look of, man, that was a strike. Turned back around, got the ball, got on the mound and threw you know, and pitched and, and threw a strike. So, uh, you know, that's my – that would be my guy to be the player of, of the game. Because I didn't – and also, he just didn't know if he would go five innings. Right. And it, you know, he threw so many pitches in the first inning, and he goes six innings. I mean, nothing wrong with that. I, I loved it. It was great. I was listening to the broadcast, and they were saying the, the strike zone for the umpire, I can't remember who it was, but it was totally different two innings later than it was in the first inning. Yeah, it was just weird. Some of those ones, you know, one of those, the the pitch that I'm talking about in particular, um, it was right there. I mean, it was right inside corner, um, and it was exactly – and what he was calling to the right-handed batter different to the left-handed batter, um, you know, the right-handed batter was not getting – the inside corner on the right-handed batter was really inside. I mean, it looked really inside. Mm -hmm. The pitch that I thought was a strike to the left-handed batter – I mean, it was right on the corner. If you look at that box, it was right there on the line on that box, okay? The right-handed one was not. It was inside corner. But then again, you got to look at where does it go over the plate and all those kind of things. You, so you look at that too. But, but it was just like, you know, it, it was different. You know, an umpire, an umpire who is consistently bad, I'll take, uh, because at least they are 
you know, the the one in particular, you go back, I don't know, it's been several games ago, the umpire was calling the high strike. Uh, and it seemed like he was calling that and wasn't calling anything low. Well, you know what? If he's calling a high strike, then you adjust. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, you adjust and you know he's calling it. Uh, so you go up there and you get mad because he, he called you out on a high strike. Well, you know what? That's been a, that's been a strike the whole game. So you have no complaints with that. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not an umpire, uh, but I, I do believe I could be one. I've done, you know, some umpiring over the years. And, um, you know, but it's, it's, uh, it's a tough job. It's a tough gig. And, uh, you know, of course, we uh, talked to our football coach earlier this week and, and a little frustrated on some of the calls in last week's game football game and and he said look I'm you know not going to say anything about those may, they may have been questioned or whatever but off the air it was you know definitely you know he was a little you know frustrated with some of the calls so uh but anyway they do a job and uh I'm not doing that job <laughs> it's a tough job <laughs> I talked to coach Thompson from Tillman and uh he was he said all the right things but uh, I bet you know he was saying the same thing yeah yeah and you know they're having trouble, at least uh, in this end of the state. They're having trouble getting officials anyway, so it's a tough gig, uh, you know. You and you know normally it's not the uh, players on the the um, you know it's like the players on the field. You know, it's normally it's the fans, it's the people who brought the kids. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's usually the struggle. But I did hear a story. Uh, it was um, oh, it was in Tennessee. I, I have a one of our sales reps, uh, the, the the company that I work for, uh, he lives in Union City, and so um, you know he watches, he goes to Union City games and some other games, and and he was telling that one game in particular this past weekend, they had a kid, and and the quickest ejection or flag you're ever going to get is if you cuss. I mean that's that's going to be the that those those are the magic words. It's kind of the same way in baseball. If mm. you start cussing, you're going to get thrown out of the game. I mean that's it. That's you know, you say the magic word and you're gone. And so they had a kid who um, was mad at a call. So he gets uh, flat. And, and and now, I don't know how it is in Georgia, but in Kentucky, if you get two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties on you, then you're you're out of the game. Right. You're done. It's the same. Uh, so, so, and you're done. And if you get thrown out, you're done for the next game. Right. Um, coaches get thrown out. Uh, they're done for two games. Oh. Um, so it's, it's, you know, they, you, we have, I haven't seen a coach kicked out in a long time. We used to have some fiery coaches here in the first region and man, oh man, they, they could really lay into, into people. And, and, um, so, but he said this player in particular got flagged for something. He was mad and he was so mad. He started, he started cussing and cussing and he got, you know, he got, uh, two flags, uh, two unsportsmanlike conduct. So he got kicked out and he said the official had to follow him had to walk out with him all the way, and he was still cussing all the way out. And the official said, if I could have thrown another flag or, or two or four, I'd have thrown another one. You know, Jeez. you know that kind of that kind of stuff's uncalled for. And, of course, that kid's going to be out, you know, for the next game as well. Right. Uh, and that kind of stuff's uncalled for, and that would never go on, and that's never going to go on, and at least in any coach that I know of around this area, that would never fly. Uh, so, uh, you know, any administration would get involved in something like that as well, and they probably – would be out more than one game uh, serving a school suspension, uh, yeah. you know. So, anyway, the officials have a tough job. Tough job. I, I know the two – I know the coaches that I talk to. Um, you know two of them. They wouldn't stand for that. No, no, no. They wouldn't put up with it. You know, kids are um, – <laughs> kids – I hate to say it, but, you know, kids are almost too entitled today. Um, and, and I always taught my kids, I know, look, uh, I'm not giving you any, I, I'm, I'm going to give you stuff here at home. You're going to earn stuff here at home. Uh, you know, you're going to get your fair share of stuff. Um, and, but also I, I need you to be working as well. I need you to be out, you know, I need you to be working on, on, you know, if you're not going to, not going to work during school, I don't have a problem with that, but I want your grades to be good. Mm-hmm. I want you to be involved in stuff. Uh, I don't want you sitting here at the house doing nothing. Uh, and both my kids, were highly involved in things. You know, my daughter cheered. Uh, so she, she worked her junior and senior year, uh, in high school. She cheered. Uh, she was able to, uh, you know, work, 
uh, and, and the places she worked for, it was able to work around her cheer schedule, which was great. Uh, my son uh, worked during the summer. He was never able to work during the school year. Uh, he had a lot of things going on. He did not sit here around the house. Um, but um, this past summer, uh, he's, he's working uh, and now working during the school year at Murray State. So I, I want them to earn the things that they get. I do not want them to have to be given anything. Uh, and my father always taught me that as well. Uh, you know, when I was 15, I went to work on the farm and hated every minute of it, but I earned a lot of money doing it. And I went back and, and I went back and back and back for nine summers, you know, so uh, kids nowadays seem to be entitled and that's kind of how they grow up and thinking that everything should be given to them. And no, that's not the case. And, and it's proven, you know, look at John ja Morant, uh, how, uh, you know, he came to Murray State. He was a player that was not highly recruited. And right. we just happened upon John ja Morant in a pickup game. Somebody was going to get Doritos or something, <laughs> uh, a snack. And they happened upon this kid in the gym, uh, you know, playing. And all of a sudden it's John ja Morant and, and, and he comes to Murray State. And, and, you know, two years later he's with the Grizzlies. Uh, you know, and rookie, rookie of the year, you know, there's a lot of different things that he, you know, his accomplishments are so I'm going to get a shoe now got a shoe coming out in 23. That's, you know, the John Morant shoe. And, you know, he's making, you know, he's, you know, close to $200 million contract he just signed. So, but it's because of his dad and the work that his dad put him through mm -hmm. the hard work that his dad put him through that he got to where he was. Uh, and so nowadays kids just seem to think they, they can just use their talent and go out there. We have one kid in particular that thinks, I just use my talent. I don't have to come to practice. I don't have to do anything. Mm, no, sorry. It doesn't fly in my book. So, no. anyway. Yeah. Uh, Don sorry. Moore put up with any of that either, would he? Pardon? Don, uh, is it Don Moore the ref? Uh, yeah, no, no. I, yeah, no, absolutely not. No, no. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, they're, you know, unfortunately, too, nowadays, you know, in the old days, coaches wouldn't put up with any of that, you know, uh, none of it. Uh, and, and nowadays, unfortunately, we get caught up in a little bit of the fact that we want to win games, and it doesn't matter who we got on the team. So, um, I, I think at times, even Murray State ran a little bit uh, through that with, having kids on there that might not necessarily be of the greatest caliber of kids. Um, they may be talented, but they may not be so well uh, people off the court uh, mm -hmm. and struggle a little bit through that. And, and that's changed totally now uh, because, uh, you know, in the last probably uh, 10 years, uh, you know, there, there's been great caliber of kids that come through Murray State that have played basketball uh, you know, great citizens, I guess you would say. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's what you want to see afterwards. That, as a coach, um, and I think some coaches struggle with this, as a coach, you want to see your kids grow up to be great, uh, to be great people, great community leaders, great fathers. You know, that's what you want them to be. And sometimes we sacrifice winning, teaching the wrong things. So, anyway. Well, tie, tying this back to the Braves, I say one kid – who has worked hard to where he is is Michael Harris. I mean, yeah, I, I would too. And, and, and I would, you know, even, uh, going as far as Vaughn Grissom, uh, you know, I would say he would be there as well. You know, Harris, here's the thing about Harris. Harris probably should have made the club out of spring training because mm -hmm. of the spring training that he had, but there was also not any at bats for him. So he could have gone to, he 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 went down. He went. What he went to? He went to Rome, right? I mean, uh, he went uh, to Double A. Yeah, Double A. He went to Double A, and and all of a sudden, it's like, oh man, I got demoted, you know. At, at, but what did he do? He went down and still continued to hit the ball. And then all of a sudden, there was a need for him in May, and all of a sudden, he's up and playing, and he has made the most. And, yes, he has worked hard at it. But he could have gone down and thought, oh, man, I should have made the club, and they didn't choose me. I am – I'm not happy. I'm going to whine. I'm going to cry. I'm going to not do anything. But instead he went down 
and kept doing what he was doing in spring training. And all of a sudden now he's up and what's he going to be at the end of the year? Probably rookie of the year. Probably. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, even AJ Minter <laughs> last year, he got demoted. He got sent down and, and he could have used that and could have said, I want to be traded. I want to be released or something. Instead, what he do, he went down, worked on his craft, came back and was the best, best relief pitcher that you could ever imagine going into the World Series. Uh, and what a end of the year he had. Look at Kyle Wright. He did the same thing. Yeah, Kyle Wright could be. You know, we've had some others. You know, is, is Ian Anderson ever going to pan out? Uh, I don't know. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's it's time to put up or shut up with even Ian Anderson. Is he going to go down? Is he going to is he going to get back? Um, you know, Bryce Elder, same way. He's been kind of up and down. Uh, you know, they don't have a starter announced for Sunday's game, and I wonder, you know, they're waiting around to see how Odorizzi's going to do. But if Odorizzi doesn't get to start, it'll probably be Bryce Elder that'll get to start. I would like to see, would like to see Elder again because he's 2-0, and and he's, he's given up one run in 13 innings with five hits. Yeah, I mean, look at the – I mean, you know, let's face it. If he comes out – you know, look, we're, we're you're looking at next year, okay? So, you know, right now we know next year – uh, and, and, look, Soroka's coming fast, too, okay? Mm-hmm. So, right now, here's the rotation for next year. You got Max Fried, you got Mike Soroka, you got Spencer Strider, you got Kyle Wright. Who's going to be number five? You know, do they – I think they only re-signed – I think Morton was just re-signed um, this year. So, right. uh, they could re-sign Charlie Morton. Well, if that's the case, somebody's out. Ian Anderson's going to be out. Uh, you right. know, Bryce Elder, what are you going to do with Bryce Elder? So – you know, and, and look, all those guys that they picked up in the minors, uh, we got four guys, what, 25 and below in age? Mm-hmm. So Also got Kyler down there, and you've got yeah. Jerry knocking at the door, too. Yes, you do. I, I, it, and, and Schuster's had what appears to be – I was reading some stuff on him yesterday and, and appeared to, you know, be be making a run. Now – can you use potentially some of these guys to go out and get something that you need? You can. Um, you know, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of like that guy we saw in Oakland, that Langoliers guy. You know, we we made that trade and got Matt Olson. Uh, we've done some other deals to get things. So could you use that? You could uh, to get something that you need. But um, you know, again, it shows I think the farm system and how talented the farm system is, even though it may not look as though it gets put up there uh, along with some of the other farm systems, the scouting over the last, you know, 25 years, uh, especially on pitchers, has been fantastic. Not going to lie. I was half smiling, half erg when I heard his name come up and it wasn't in a Braves uniform. Ha, 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 ha. I know. Every time he came up to bat, what did he get? What, what did he get? Didn't he? He got a hit. I know that. He got uh, a and- yeah, every time he came up to bat, I'm thinking of you. Uh, oh. I'm thinking, oh, John is having a cow already. <laughs> I'm mentally struggling here. Yes, I know. Every time I was thinking, oh, John, another one. <laughs> uh, That's sad. I know. That's sad. <laughs> but the Braves are sl- – uh, hopefully they're not sleepless in Seattle because they've got Charlie Morton going tonight, which is Friday and even. Then they've got Max Freed going on Saturday. And yeah. who knows on Sunday, it could be Bryce Elder, it could be Ian Anderson, it could be Kyle Muller, it could be Jake Odorizzi, it could be Jared yeah. Schuster. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly, here's what I hope. Um, I, I get Odorizzi's, you know, uh, you know, we made the trade for him. Um, I, I don't need Jake Odorizzi right now. Um, I, I could use him more for a little bit more of the experience in the playoffs mm-hmm. than anything. Um, so, I kind of hope that Bryce Elder gets another start. I do too. Um, I kind of hope that he goes in there. I'd like to see what third time's a charm is, you know, because his last two starts, as you mentioned, you've given the numbers already, have been fantastic. That last start he had deserved to get a win out of it. Didn't get a win, but he was fantastic. Yes. I mean, just yeah. fantastic and just – and didn't, you know, didn't get the, the run support or anything else. So, um, you know, again – I hope that he has a chance to pitch. And and I would bet, just venturing a guess, 
especially if they have not announced that starter yet, that he's probably going to be the guy going on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Because because it's you know it's it's Friday, okay. And if and if you you don't know about Jake Odorizzi by now, um, then then something's wrong. So so my guess is it's going to be Bryce Elder, and you won't see Odorizzi probably because we've got some days off coming up still. And mm-hmm. so you, he may miss another start, meaning this start, and pitch, you know, in the next game. But right now, we don't need Jake Odorizzi because uh, Bryce Elder has pitched well enough, I think, to get another start, personally. So, looking at Seattle, who are the players to watch out for for Seattle? I don't – as a Braves fan, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm not really uh, in the know about the Mariners, so. Well, they're um, – you know, they, they – they're, they're a good team, John. I mean – of course, they're battling for their um, their playoff spot. Uh, you know, trying to get in, um, trying to get in uh, to uh, you know, trying to get in the wild card, trying to make the playoffs for the first time in a long time. But you know, of course, you got uh, Julio Rodriguez, who who uh, you know just I believe signed a a pretty big size contract uh, to uh, stay in Seattle. And, of course, he's the kid that was the home run, you know, almost beat Juan Soto home run-wise. But as far as any, anybody else goes, that's it. I mean, they've got a bunch of guys that are um, that are a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> is Jared so, Kildick or is he back in AAA? Uh, who would you say? Jared Kildick. Um, I, I think he must be back in AAA. I'm looking at uh, the last couple of games. Uh, Haniger, Mitch Haniger, I believe, was a guy that had been mentioned uh, as 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 being pretty good. Um, but as far as anybody else goes, John, it's a bunch of nobodies. Okay, did you so hear what happened to him a couple of years ago? No, well, I I, I recognize that name, and uh, that was the first name I looked at. I'm like Mitch Haniger. What how, what do I know about Mitch Haniger? So yeah, I'll, I'll text you later. But yeah, if you if you have a queasy stomach. And you're a, a, a male gender. Um, I recommend not watching it. But. Yeah, um, I think I remember. So yeah, we can talk about that off the off the. I hear that name. I, I cringe. Yeah, yeah. So, um. <laughs> but they're a bunch of nobody. It reminds me of um, you know, who I'm trying to think of. Um, you know the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um. It seems like the Giants have a bunch of nobodies. You know, I mean, yes, they do have a, you know, uh, they do have, you know, Brandon Crawford and, and some other, a couple other guys, but they kind of filled in with nobody. The A's, they've kind of filled in with nobody. This just seemed to be like what the Mariners are doing. They have filled in with nobody, and all of a sudden they're in a wild card spot. And, and don't sleep on, and again, you said it, don't sleep on the Mariners, by the way. No. Uh, because they, they could potentially sneak up on, on somebody and it's going to be weird that if let's say and again we're looking way down the road you know a team that that won 100 I think the Mariners that year under Lou Pinella won 119 games I think and did not make the World Series okay Uh, didn't make it 116 but you might be didn't make it to the World Series had a great team had a good pitching staff everything great hitting team and didn't make it to the World Series they won that many games uh, and deserved to go to the World Series, but didn't play well. Didn't play well in the in the playoffs. Right. So, what would it be if if the Mariners, this Mariner team, the only, and, and look, you would not even know Julio Rodriguez except for the fact that he was in the home run derby, and he's probably going to be Rookie of the Year, and he had such a great home run run, okay, and almost beat Juan Soto, and the fact that at the time he was making uh, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. And that's what he won. He won. He won a little over seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for the home run contest, and he doubled his salary. And now he signed a huge deal himself, and and he's making lots of money. So they're paying him, which is scary because that's just a rookie year, uh, you know, deal. You know, so uh, what's he going to do after that? And you hope he does well after that. But uh, that would be the only guy you know, and you you wouldn't know him if you had to be in the home run derby. So I think I actually saw or heard uh, Julio Rodriguez um, play against Rome when he was with the old West Virginia Power. Uh, oh wow! Huh? But, uh, yeah. Now they don't exist anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's gonna be fun. And again, 
you know, you, you just can't go to sleep on those guys. Uh, they're they're going to be a good team, and I'm I, I I'm a little worried about this. You know, the Giants are also playing well, so I'm I'm a little worried about you know what is gonna what is gonna hold. But um, you know, let's just hold serve, get up there, and and let's you know you know try to win the series, do whatever we can, uh, keep it close. We're going to come back home, and we're going to play. Uh, you know, our Eastern Division foes when we get back home. You talk about the Braves uh, going to sleep on the Mariners. Now, well, us as Braves fans, will we be awake? Um, tonight, yes. Um, I'll probably be for most of it, although i got a busy Saturday. So, um, but the next few nights, I don't know, you know, Sunday afternoon game is going to be a late afternoon game. Uh, that also, football is going to be on. But I, But, see, here's the sad part about um, not only do I dislike Sunday night baseball when the Braves are involved, I like it when not, they're not involved, but mm-hmm. Sunday night football is the Cowboys, which is my favorite football team, and I don't like that either. So, ah. um, yeah, so that's the, that's the problem. And NASCAR, the playoffs are going on. There's just too many things going on, John, on Sunday. Church, yeah. I got church, you know, so just a lot of things going on on Sunday. So to have a later afternoon game, see if it's an early game, then I can watch, you know, and get it over with. Then I'll watch the NASCAR race. And then, you know, I, I doubt I'm, I'm, you know, my son's probably going to come over Sunday night and watch the football game. And, and uh, so I'll probably watch it, although I'll be, um, you know, it, it just won't, I'm, I'm just afraid the Cowboys are going to be probably terrible this year. And, <laughs> and um, so, I mean, even our local uh, weatherman on, on uh, channel six was making fun of them the other night. I'm like, Hey, you middle schooler. Um, so, um, anyway, oh. yeah, the, our weatherman looks like a middle schooler. But anyway, um, anyway, that we digress. And so I'll probably end up watching the game anyway. And, and I'll probably watch a loss. And we'll be talking about this on Tuesday saying, oh, yeah, the Cowboys, they lost. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, too, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I'll probably yeah. uh, watch it after high school football tonight, uh, after Murray gets a win tonight. Yeah, let's uh, let's 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 get a win on that part. That's for sure. So it'll be a tough game for them tonight as well. But um, you know, as always, I love Friday night football. It's always a fun time, and and uh, I can't wait to to get it on Friday night. Well, guys, uh, let's hope you guys stay awake for this sleepless in Seattle series. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. That's all I've got. You got anything else to mention? I got nothing else, John. Hope you have a good weekend, buddy, and hope everybody else out there does as well. Awesome. Uh, you can always find us on Twitter at Ethos Braves or I'm at F3 Motley Crew. Um, you can find the show. Oh, wait. Yeah, I just did that. <laughs> you yeah. can follow the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platforms that you can find that I have no clue about. Uh, <laughs> Me either. Yeah, I know, right? And yeah. then. We're both on Facebook. I'm at John Robert McKay. Jeremy? I'm just a plain old Jeremy Bell. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to next Tuesday talking to you guys. And as always, until then, go Braves. Go Braves.